and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies More, where I talk about movies more. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about the latest Marvel Disney Plus series, and that is Hawkeye. So this series is set in post-blip New York City, where former Avenger Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye, has a seemingly simple mission, get back to his family for Christmas. But when a threat from his past shows up, Hawkeye reluctantly teams up with Kate Bishop, a 22-year-old skilled archer, and his biggest fan, to unravel a criminal conspiracy. So, this is a series that I was excited for for a while, um, since it was announced, pretty much. I mean, I, I react to the announcements of these Disney Plus shows with varying degrees of enthusiasm. Some of it, it's characters that I've waited years to see finally join the MCU, like Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel. And some of them, it's, um, well, it's Loki, or Echo, where I'm like, okay, um, which... Loki, obviously, I completely, my opinion on that completely changed. It was totally different than what I expected, and I really ended up liking that show. And um, it sounds like, I mean, based on everything that I've seen here and, and what it looks like we're headed towards, it seems like I'm probably going to really like the Echo show, too. So just keep proving me wrong, Marvel. But um, in any case, this was not one of those shows. This was one where I hear about it, I see the logo, and I'm like, holy shit, they're finally doing it. And... Um, and, like, I I think the fact that it was clear that they were drawing a lot of inspiration from the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye was just something that was very exciting to me. Uh, I don't know any other runs on Hawkeye, and I don't feel like anybody else does either, because, like, that's the definitive one. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not even arguable. That is the best run on Hawkeye that will probably ever be written. And I think so much of that comes down to the fact that beyond telling a great human story that's very character focused and very grounded you also get to see kind of a new corner of the marvel universe and you also get to see a writer just completely change the rules of what you can do with a comic book i mean like there are so many creative issues and creative uh, aspects of storytelling in that comic where they just go wild with what you can do with comics as a medium and like i just truly love that series from beginning to end so with that level of expectation, it's kind of hard for any show to live up to that. And based on the set photos and the uh, trailers, I would have guessed that they were sticking a lot closer to the comic than they ended up, you know, actually actually doing. And, um, and this was a good lesson in managing expectations for me because the first two episodes I didn't really like, to be honest with you. I watched them very late at night and. I fell asleep through most of the second one, and I just came away from them feeling like, oh man, that's not what I was hoping for. And then I watched them again in the morning when I was well rested, and I think knowing what to expect helped a lot, because when you're going into a show that you've been looking forward to forever, and the trailers look perfect, and you're expecting it to be an adaptation of what is in your eyes one of the best comics you've ever read, you know, that's a lot, and... And I think I was probably unfair, and I think that it was an important lesson for me in trying to judge what you have versus what you wanted, and like just taking the show on its its own terms and being like, okay, this is not what I would have made, this is not what I was hoping for, but this is their take, this is what they've decided to give me, so let me judge it on its own accord. And I think once I kind of settled into what this show was going to be, I liked it a lot more, and I enjoyed this uh, pretty much the whole way through. There's definitely some spots where I felt like, okay, like, 
I don't know if I necessarily need this. And there is, I think, um, I think the fact that there is so much shit thrown at this show, I think it's a little bit too much, to be honest. Um, I think it's kind of hard to, to track a definitive plot because they're throwing a lot of kind of mysteries at you and they're throwing a lot of characters at you. And it all intertwines by the end, but it does feel a little bit unfocused for a large portion of it. It doesn't feel like all these characters uncontrollably careening towards each other in the climax. It kind of feels like, okay, there's this story that we have to wrap up, and then there's also this story, and then there's also this story, and, like, they loosely connect, but not really. And uh, and so I think that, was, that kind of made some of the latter parts of the show a little bit diff- difficult for me to follow because you're not necessarily invested in one big overarching story, you're sort of investing, invested in a lot of sub-stories that fit under the same umbrella, but they're not as strongly connected as I feel like the show wants you to think they are. I don't know. Maybe that's not a problem for other people. That's just what I felt personally. <clears throat> um, but beyond that, I mean, the actual Hawkeye-ing in this show was great uh, from both of the Hawkeyes. I really like Kate Bishop as a character in the comics, and I think Haley Seinfeld did a great job with her here. Haley Steinfeld is a really talented actress, and I think she's really funny, and I think that in this show she can also pull off the action very well. She has a lot of heartfelt moments that I think are just perfectly played on her part, and I think that finally giving Jeremy Renner more of a chance to shine as this character, really, that did a lot too, and I was excited to kind of see more of the the world that's created around him, if that makes any sense, like, um, like, like seeing his family and getting like some hints towards his past and his relationship with Natasha and then by extension Yelena um like the whole idea of catch and release and how that was one of Nat's old tricks and just kind of like getting a feel for all his trick arrows and how he does things and why he does things the way he does things and like the motivation behind Ronin and, and the fallout from all that like sort of his extended universe I really liked exploring all that for these six episodes, and I really liked their inter- interplay off each other. They worked really well when they were at odds, and then they work really well together when they finally decide to team up and really become partners, and I think that was a very satisfying transition to watch happen. Um, I also really like Lucky the dog. He was very, very cute, and um, what a great member of their family. <laughs> so let's talk about the big thing that's, that's happening in this show. Of course, that is the return of Yelena. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Kingpin's in the show. I was, I was surprised by this. I really was because Kingpin is not a character that's traditionally tied to Hawkeye in the comics, and there was a lot of different reveals that I thought this show was going to pull on us, and the Kingpin was never one that came to mind until like the the later episodes when it became pretty clear that like, oh yeah, we're we're definitely headed towards this. I would have guessed that he was going to show up in the Echo show, which, like I said, um, now actually having seen her in this series, her interactions with the Kingpin and, like, the path that she's being sent down, I'm actually really interested to see her show, and I wasn't necessarily before. Not because I thought it would be bad or anything, just because it's a character I'm pretty unfamiliar with, and I just didn't really have, like, an opinion one way or the other, but now I'm actually really excited to see where that goes, and I think that the actress who played her did a really good job. It's very cool that they cast an actual uh, deaf actress, and she's also actually an amputee. Like, none of that is fake. That's all real, and I think that's very valuable, and getting more representation toward, you know, 
people aspiring actresses and actors who have disabilities you know seeing that they can make it onto a marvel show and be like one of the lead characters i i think that's really cool but regardless um once we started to get a sense more of what her story was uh echo and where that kind of was was all headed it did seem to become clear towards the end that yeah we're we're headed towards kingpin and i'm of course extremely excited about that i mean vincent d'ofrio is one of the best parts of the daredevil series which is my favorite marvel show that i've ever seen i really really love that series and i'm so excited that we're finally getting charlie cox back and with the inclusion of vincent d'onofrio in this i mean we're only headed towards more from that universe and i'm very very excited but uh when it comes to his actual appearance in this show, I think it was all really good. I was excited to see that he got some action in this, and he seems to be a lot stronger than he was in the Daredevil series. Uh, I didn't really love his Hawaiian shirt open buttons with the chain look and the top hat. I, I'm not... Uh, that one's... I don't know. That was kind of strange to me. I didn't really like that, but I'm excited he finally got his cane. Uh, I'm excited to see that Vincent D'Onofrio like 100% still has it as this character like the the kind of clipped way that he speaks and that seething anger under everything he says and and kind of the the really just emotional guy that you have here oh man it's it's so so exciting to see him back uh the only thing that I was confused on and that they never really explained was how does he get out of prison because at the end of Daredevil Season 3, one of the best endings to any series ever, and I'm standing by that, <laughs> um, there's that really emotional climax where Matt decides not to kill Fisk, but he does have that testimony from Felix Manning that says that um, Vanessa ordered the murder of Ray Nadim, and, and it implicates her as his accessory, as um, Fisk's accessory. And Matt threatens to uh, unveil that if Fisk ever chooses to come after him and his family. So I'm wondering, how did, you know, how did he get out of prison? How did that all go down? I mean, Wilson Fisk is a guy who has gotten out of prison like a million times. So, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a relatively simple explanation, but I don't know. I'm still curious to see. So hopefully they'll explore that more fully in the Echo show or maybe even a Daredevil show. I would love it. I would love that so much. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that all leads. I'm sure he's not dead. I would guess if anything, he is maybe blinded like he was in the comics. But if I really had to guess, I would probably say he got the gun from her and shot her. But I don't know. It all remains to be seen. But I think he did make a really good presence in this. I liked his action a lot. I liked his uh, just his delivery and everything. It's it's really good to see him back and to see him officially be in the MCU. So, yeah, overall, I think this show is a little bit scattered and a little bit disorganized. But I think that all the action was pretty cool. A lot of the Hawkeye trick arrows and finally getting to see more comic-accurate costumes, all that was really awesome. I loved the inclusion of Yelena. She was a character that I really liked in Black Widow, and so I was very excited to see her here. And I think that she has a really promising future in the MCU. She's Florence Pugh is a great actress, and I think that this character could be really cool as we continue to see more and more of her. I'm excited to see where they take this show in a season two. Um, where else Kate Bishop pops up in the Marvel Extended Universe? I'm assuming eventually a Young Avengers movie. I'm sure that's where they're headed towards 
with the inclusions of like Ironheart and Spider-Man and stuff like that, I think that that's definitely where we're headed eventually. So I'm excited to see more of pretty much everyone in this show. I'm excited to see the evolution of the swordsmen and that kind of thing. And I'm very intrigued to see what actually was going on with that watch because they never explained it. Like we know that it's a shield watch. So there's that, but like, why was it so important? We still don't know. So I'm excited to see where that mystery leads us. And I really, really think that Laura Barton is this version of um, Mockingbird. I think this is the MCU version of Mockingbird. If this was her watch, which is I think what we're supposed to take away from this, um, and it's a shield watch, and we know she can speak different languages, like, I mean, she has to be, right? Like, she's got to be Mockingbird. I think that would be really cool if that ends up being where they're taking this, but yeah, I don't know. It remains to be seen. So yeah, overall, I was I was pretty positive on this. Once I decided to accept it on its own terms, I found it very enjoyable. Um, it's funny, it's heartfelt, it's got great action, it's got some of the best, like, uniquely Hawkeye action that we've ever seen, some really awesome trick shots and uh, trick arrows and stuff like that. It's not a strict adaptation of the Matt Fraction comics, but the stuff that it includes, the aspects of it, the characters, I think it does it, does it well. Uh, it gives it kind of a more comedic edge which i think is totally a fine uh, interpretation and i think that overall it does come together pretty well this is probably one of my um one of my favorite of the ones that we've seen so far of these mcu disney plus shows i think this is closer to the top uh it's definitely i liked it more than what if um i would say i liked it more than wandavision i definitely liked it more than falcon and the winter soldier so i don't think anything has topped Loki yet I think that show is just oh, it's it's just really really good but I don't know uh, I think this is, this is pretty close to the top it's probably it's probably number two to Loki I, I think I think it's yeah I would say that's a pretty fair assessment I, I really like this so yeah that's where I'm coming down <laughs> Before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for a really great vacation so far. I'm recording this on uh, the edge of a bed in West Virginia. Um, I have not like a real desk, but more of a TV stand that's like a, like a foot and a half away from the bed. So I'm kind of sitting very awkwardly on the edge of the bed so that I can sort of lean over this TV stand. And the TV is like pushed back so I can put my laptop and the mic and everything on here. It's not exactly my most glamorous recording setup, but um, what is glamorous is this vacation so far. We are out in the middle of nowhere, and I mean nowhere. Like, it was 25 minutes to civilization, and there's, like, nothing around for miles, and it's very peaceful out here. We're in the middle of the woods. It's a very nice kind of cabin-style house, and I'm having a great time. I've been doing nothing, really. We've been watching movies. Uh, I've been reading a lot of comics and taking some naps and eating popcorn and just drinking hot cocoa eating cookies and it's the best i'm so happy to finally have a break and i'm very grateful that we can make this happen and that it's come at this perfect time of year so yeah that's what i'm grateful for all right you know the drill rate review subscribe review get your podcast five stars super helpful after that you can go ahead and tell a friend about the show if you think they would enjoy it word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about the podcast so thank you if you don't know that 
and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. And please come back over the next couple of days because I am about to leave this room, go make some popcorn, and sit down to watch the new Matrix movie. So there will be a review of that coming pretty soon. And I'm also going to do, of course, my third annual Christmas special. And I'm going to take a more non-traditional approach this year, even though it's definitely a Christmas movie. I could see it being a little bit more of a non-traditional Christmas movie. Um, I'm going to be reviewing Die Hard, one of my favorite movies, and I'm super excited to talk about it. So yeah, stick around for that, and uh, I'll catch you guys soon. Thanks.